Hello, local listeners. Hey, this is your host, Rob Kohansky. On this episode, we have Ariel Kopak. She is a high endurance coach for personal and business. Uh, when I first met Ariel, I mean, she's just full of energy and truly inspired me. Her coaching focuses on breaking through your mental barriers, increasing awareness of mental patterns, and how to break the ones that don't serve you. She expanding understanding of other perspectives and opening your mind to the possibilities not seen to create the business and life you desire. Let's dig down deep with Ariel. Hi, this is Rob Kohansky, your host of Local First Podcast, connecting local businesses to your community. New episodes drop every Thursday at 3 p.m. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure you do not miss an episode. I'd like to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Think possibilities, think exacta. Enjoy the show. Hello, Ariel. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Awesome. So um, I guess what we have to do prior to getting into, you know, what you do, why don't you give a little bit of background of who you are and maybe where you come from? Ooh, I like to say that I'm from Wisconsin because I think my heart is in Wisconsin, but I was actually born in Indiana and moved to Wisconsin when I was 12. I consider it my home. I lived the past four years in California working out there and now I'm back in my home of Wisconsin. A little about me, I my family lives in Janesville, Wisconsin, and um, I have a niece who just turned three, whom I love spending time with. She was part of my reason for moving back. Um, as far as my business, I have my own business coaching, and I... Um, <laughs> so where the hell did that come from? <laughs> I told you... Well, that's what I was supposed to say about myself. Oh, yeah. oh, hey, this is up. To, this is stories about you. All right, so all right, let me take this away from you now. And <laughs> I wasn't prepared for the "tell me about yourself" interview question, Rob. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. You're doing, you're doing just fine here. All right. So, you, so you're a business coach. Yes, I'm a business okay. coach. And and how did that? How did that? Where did that evolution come from? You know, what what presented you? Say, hey, I want to go out and help people and be a coach. I tell people that, honestly, I kind of fell into it. So I started with a financial services firm, did training development, built training and development programs. Amidst training and building programs for people to help, for people to understand how to do their job better and work in sales, what I found was a lot of times it wasn't the matter of knowing how, but getting past their own mental roadblocks to do what they needed to do. So I started digging into what holds people back, right? What mentally, emotionally holds them back from doing what they already know they need to do. What are some of the biggest things that hold people back? I mean, you jump into that real quick. Yeah. So mental blocks, the internal dialogue, the fears that come up every day. We are internally hardwired uh, to avoid fear and avoid pain. And so those are the things that oftentimes cause people to hold back from what they know they need to do. Have you ever read the book, uh, Psycho-Cybernetics? I have. Yeah. I love that book. Actually, okay. it inspired my business name. No one actually has <laughs> asked about that for me to say that. But yes, I was listening to Psycho-Cybernetics in the car okay. on the way back from San Diego for, after a conference. And I don't remember exactly what the book said, but it said something. And all of a sudden I went, that's it. Harness your hindrance. 
that's my business name because it yeah. it embodies my philosophy that you can't always remove the obstacle, the obstacle in your mind or the external obstacle, but you can always take control and make use of whatever's holding you back. Oh, no doubt. That was one of my uh, favorite books of 2020. I love that book. And that, that I'm sure I'm going to come back to that every so often because it's, there's, there's it's great content. And it was it written is. back, what, in the 50s, if I'm guessing? well ahead of his time. Yeah. And it's so fascinating. It was by a plastic surgeon right. who identified that even when they changed their external appearance, their internal view of themselves didn't that. always change. That's insightful. That's it. So take a look at that. So going back to, you know, what are you doing is like, you know, what did you want, what would you, what did you want to accomplish by being, you know, a business coach? What I actually wanted to accomplish was to help more business owners succeed in their business and also succeed in their life. My first external client wrote me a letter with a Christmas card after a year of coaching together. He said, I not only achieved greater accomplishments in my business that I did not think I was capable of, but I am a better husband, father, and leader. I'm more present and I'm more at peace while also being more successful. That's nice. That was, so that's my driver. It's helping more people to accomplish that in their lives. Very cool. Very cool. So, I mean, by doing that, that's, you know, given the, uh, the client side of it, you know, what about you is like, what motivates you to, to help others? You know, why do you do this? It's a really great and challenging question. I, I should hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, if I had it the other way, we'd be here drinking wine and beers. But, you know, this is we got to get the listeners to know a little bit more about you, what you do and why you're doing it. Yeah. I don't know that I have an honest, great answer for that question because the that experience, that feedback yeah. really is my driver. I actually have a board in my office space at home where every time I get a letter or a testimonial or a thank you, I pin it up to that board. And if I'm feeling discouraged or wondering if I'm doing the right thing, you know, all of those challenging questions that come up for any business owner, I look at that board. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I should be looking at more of my iTunes reviews. Absolutely, you <laughs> yeah, should. <laughs> just give me some motivation to look back out there. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's important to look at your vision and what you want to achieve for yourself and for your life. But we're oftentimes very motivated by impact, and you need to bring that front of mind you and know, front of face. It, that's very important that you just said that because I was having kind of a, a shitty day yesterday, and it was just my own mind going mm-hmm. crazy on me. And then um, Tony Jalen, which was just recently on the show, yes. um, told me to bring him out my book, which is sitting right over there, um, the, the white one. Mm-hmm. And he goes, take a look at your vision and why you're doing something, why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. after like that, reading it over out loud, you know, kind of to him and together, I was like, my face kind of smiled up. And then when he left, I was like, God damn it, I got to get back at work. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so that <laughs> having, that, having goes, that yes. clarity and having clarity, that vision yes. of what you're doing and why you're doing it, the how will be, it'll come. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It will, it will just come. Absolutely. I think it's important to have both. So I have goals for my numbers and for the building of my business, but included in that is how many lives I've impacted, how many people have seen significant success in their business and in their personal life. Those wins of theirs help me to stay focused on my next win. There you go. So what have been some of your biggest challenges, you know, the monsters in a closet that, you know, held you back or thought they were going to hold you back? 
as simple as it sounds, working from home. <laughs> oh, exactly. That's why we're here in the studio. <laughs> Absolutely. So as a coach, I'm very people-oriented, love to be around people, love to receive and share that energy, want to build people up, share smiles all day long. Working from home, I love what I do. I really do. And so my, my clients keep me motivated. But when, as soon as I get off the phone, I'm jazzed for a minute and then... Okay, we're, there's no one here to share this exactly. excitement and enthusiasm with. So that's probably the most, the biggest challenge that I come across. However, when I thought about, you know, giving that up um, to in order to be around people again, I thought, no, I'm not giving up coaching. I'm not giving up what I do. I'm not giving up my my dream or my vision. Right. I just have to figure out how to solve this problem. Uh, it's not that either or is doesn't have to so be. So when you give it like this, you know, we're just doing this, this not live or recording live right now. Is when that happens, give me a call. Okay. I'll put a smile on your face or maybe <laughs> I'll need to call you and you can put a smile on my Absolutely. face. Absolutely. So we'll do that. All right. I so, you know, that. and then, you know, reach out to people out there and I, I do that as well. Certainly. I, I believe me, I work from home too or, mm-hmm. and that's why I come to the studio. Wednesdays are probably one of my favorite days because yes. I get to record two episodes and I get to, you know, sit down and have fun. Wonderful. You know, so this is the cool stuff that I get <laughs> to do and I totally get those challenges like that. So, mm-hmm. You know, coming along and what you're doing here, you know, um, what does success look like in your business? And um, tell me a little bit about that. Success in my business. Or personally. As I go get my other set of questions. (laughs) Success in my business. I mean, what does success, what is, what did you find as a success? You know, whether, you know, everybody's got their own little, you know, successes in life, whether it be business, personal, um, you know, having relationships, you know, those types of things. I see success as ever evolving. A lot of times I think that we think when I reach this or accomplish this, then I will feel good or successful or accomplished. And for me, I have had that a few times where I thought I want to be a manager by the age of 30 and then I was and so I actually how did that make you feel <laughs> I ended up running a department managing a team and I went to my boss after three months and said I don't like it <laughs> I don't want this yeah <laughs> I discovered I, I it wasn't it. for me no managing people in corporate uh, so it's a lot different. It worked out really well. My boss was great. And I actually, what I realized was the aspect of management that I loved was the coaching aspect. And I could do just that. So that's what I ended up going to. But what, going back to your question of success, I find it is ever evolving. And for me, success is always getting to that next step of evolution in my business and for myself, continually progressing, learning new things, challenging myself. I don't think there's ever a point at which I expect to be there or get there um, when it comes to success. What type of people do you work with? I work with business owners, sales professionals primarily. So those who are, who have to face and conquer their mental battles every day in order to bring home a paycheck, essentially, and build their business. I get it. (laughs) And, you know, it's like, you know, what's the typical person. I know it's like there's all kinds of people out there that need this, whether it be in sales or personal or whatnot. You know, it's like, like you said, it's like the biggest thing is the fear of just getting out of your own way and doing it. And, you know, I I recently had to come over some of these things too, is just being able to speak in a group of people 
about what I do. Mm. And it was, I had to get out of my own head and realize that the audience I was talking to didn't really know anything about what I do. Right. So I could have said anything. <laughs> yep. That gave me most confidence ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, never know be, what that. I should be saying this lot out here, but, but no, it's, it's great. true. But it's, it's true. Great. Absolutely. And it, that really built my confidence to the point where I was like, you know, now what I'm doing, you know, my five minutes uh, pitches or my speaking and stuff like that, um, I'm not so worried anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's wonderful. Like, okay. And I had to dive back into, you know, my cookie jar of successes in the past mm-hmm. to the point where when I was a trainer and when I was training in software and I would get up in front of, you know, 100, 200 people and had to, you know, tell people why this is the greatest thing in the world. And then in the beginning it was, I, was, I could do a 30 minute uh, training in 12 minutes because I would speak so fast because I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know exactly. What I know I'm exactly what you're talking about. about. I am a speed talker as right. well. You know, <laughs> you know very so, much so. You know, so. So once I figured it out, I was like, they really don't have any idea. That's why they mm-hmm. brought me here. I'm the right. expert. You know, yes. and then once I got that into my head, I was like, well, this is, I got it now. Absolutely. Even if I make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten people under aren't going to know it, and you never really know what that one little lever is in your mind that will just release that internal tension to allow you to move forward. For everyone, it can be a little bit different. I I hear a lot of blanket statements of fear of failure or fear of success, and all those things are true. But finding out what lever is holding you in that and what lever will release that is extremely valuable. Right for you, it was they don't have any expectation of what I'm going to say. They yeah. don't know. They don't not the expert I am. And that's a powerful one. As well as knowing that I think facing the ultimate failure, right? That's one thing that a lot of people that we just naturally don't do because it's so uncomfortable to face what would failure actually look like. I I, I agree with that and I believe that you have to fail. Absolutely. To get better. Mm-hmm. And I I can look back as as many successes I've had in my life. I've been knocked down a lot, just as many. Absolutely. And without that, and, you know, some people will, I think, <clears throat> take those failures and never come re- rebound from them. Mm. But if you can, you know, have that minute or two minutes or 10 minutes or that day of going, yeah, this shit sucks. I didn't make it. But right. you know what? I can learn from this. Yes. And brush your shoulders off, get back up, it builds character, and just keep going. And one of the challenges that leads to people not getting back up when they experience failure is when they turn it into, I am a failure, when it turns into shame. That's oftentimes when it's hard to get up because you self-identify with that failure versus acknowledging it as a failure for what it is, but that does not mean that you are a failure. What has you fired up about the future? I am really excited to find out who I haven't met yet. Okay. That is going to change the world. So who haven't you met or who are you looking to meet? They might be listening. So if you could meet anybody, who would it be? I can meet anybody. I mean, who is that? Who's that top five? Well, this person I believe already has changed the world, but my, one of my top five people that I desire to meet is Brene Brown. (laughs) Who? Brene, Dr. Brene Brown. Brene Brown, okay. She is a shame and, vulnerabi- <clears throat> shame and vulnerability researcher, and she has really changed a lot of people's lives in acknowledging the 
importance of vulnerability in courage. You cannot have courage without vulnerability. And the difference between shame and guilt. Shame is I am, guilt is I did. Okay. And she has helped people to really bring the vocabulary and language to that differentiation, which is a lot of what I do as well. So she's really impacted my life already and my work. So I personally would love to meet her. Let's see if we can make that happen. I would love that. Okay. All right. All right. So we're just going to take a pause here because okay. Exact is awesome. So let me ask you a question. It was like, are you a very organized person at home with all your documents and stuff? Or are they just like, you know, your taxes and all these documents from all over from... I would say I'm semi-organized. Semi-organized. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat organized too. As I have, I have all my stuff. I know where it is. Mm-hmm. And then if I have to go to it, I get it, you know, but how would that be, be nice if you had all that on your phone, you could scan it in and just like if, when you needed it, it was there. That would be nice. That'd be cool, right? Yes. It's up in the cloud blockchain. It's awesome. So what they do here is exact is they organize all your family household records into one secure vault called the Family Organizer Plus. It is really cool. That is very cool. That is really cool. So I, I can't wait to get my hands on that, to have all those documents in my hand, on my computer, ready, available and have access to it and be able to allow all the people have access to it too. So wow. that's sweet. That would have been nice growing up. It, right? You know, <laughs> Mom, I'll, where's my birth certificate? Where's my birth certificate? I don't know. I'll, I'll find it within the next three days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it was about, you know, you could have scanned all those nice little pictures you drew, uh-huh. your, your report cards oh, yeah. and, you know, all those important documents and they're out there and they're totally searchable. That would be great. Right? Well, it is great because it's out there. That's fantastic. With, with family organized plus and think possibilities, think exacta. All Love right. it. I do too. All right. Where were we? All right. Um, how do people get a hold of you? I mean, if they want to contact you and find out more about what you do and how you help people, what do they do? They can go to harnessyourhindrance.com. Mm-hmm. I have some information on there, an about page, as well as a contact form. So they can always reach out to me via my website. I also am on LinkedIn under Ariel Kopak and Harness Your Hindrance Coaching. Also, I have a Facebook page for Harness Your Hindrance Coaching, and I'm pretty accessible via the internet. You search Harness Your Hindrance Coaching, I come up right there because I'm the only only one one. with that name. That's awesome. (laughs) Awesome. If you could go back when you started this, what would you change? What would that look like? Hmm. Come on, dead air is not good on the podcast, so I'm just going to ramble on One thing that I would change if I could go back to when I started this, which was I only started with my business full time in March of 2019. I think what I did that I love that I did is I spent my first day writing out my vision. I thought, where do I want to be? And I didn't even put a timeline on it at first. I just thought, let me receive whatever the right timeline is. So I wrote out my vision and I feel really good about that. The piece that I would change is probably more accountability for the immediate steps to my vision, as well as putting myself out there more. Okay. It's probably the biggest thing. Biggest thing like that? Yeah. So what holds you back from putting yourself out there more? I really value humility. And I struggled to associate putting yourself out there and being kind of the center of attention alongside my value of humility. And I spoke on the phone with a good friend and mentor of mine. His name is Todd. And he said, I understand your value of humility, but that's like saying, that's like having a pot of gold 
and saying, I don't want to share this pot of gold because I don't want everyone else to see that I have this pot of gold. And so you hold back that pot of gold versus sharing it with those who could really benefit from receiving it. And that really helped to shift my mindset of this is about giving, not uh, being the center of attention, not being, uh, not avoiding my humility, but embracing the giving. So take yourself out of the picture and put the others yes. in place of that. Yes. That's so key. Absolutely. Was that there's a saying out there, you, there's the, oh, I'm going to jack this up. The more you help others, the faster you get to helping yourself or something mm-hmm. like that. I messed that up. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's, it's, it's true, all, though. It's all, it's, right? yeah. It is true. But it's out there and putting yourself out there and really helping others. And when people see that and when you're authentic about it, um, it comes back. Absolutely. It really does. All right. So we are going to get into the next segment of this, which is even more fun, mm. more funner. All right. All right. So I'm going to pull this up here. So as I'm pulling this up, all right, um, you get to ask me one question. And I will do my best to answer it. I could ask you one question. Anything you want. Anything <gasps> oh, in the this world. This is exciting, Rob. Okay. What has been your biggest challenge with starting Local First Podcast and continuing making it thrive? Not having a plan. <laughs> 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 but you know what? Um, I didn't have a plan. I just know that I wanted to do it and just jumped in with both feet and just... that. I just, it just went and did it because I have no well, person next to me, you know, waiting a year to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm just not that type of person is that I don't care whether how much I mess up or what it's going to look like. And I spent the first 18 months figuring it out, but I just kept being consistent and kept going on, even taking some breaks. Now moving into 2020. There is an entire business plan set up for this for the next five years. That's exciting. Which is right. And that's part of my vision is like being able to see that (laughs) Mm -hmm. and where it's going and attract the progress. Right. You know, and I looked at, this is the, as we're recording this, this is uh, 28th, I believe of... 29th. 29th of January. I mean, January, of January, Right, (laughs) of 2020. And I'm looking at my first quarter goals and out of the six that I set, I've already got four done. Wow. Right? Fantastic. And I didn't even realize that until I went back into my journal and looked at mm-hmm. it in my first quarter goals. I'm going, I'm like, holy shit. Well, this is done. Well, this is done. This is done. I'm just like, so I'm fast lining yes. some of the stuff that I'm looking to do for the second quarter, pushing them into the mm-hmm. first. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that and in moving forward and in one is having a good business coach to help you out. Mm. If you've ever been in sports, pro sports, high school, you have those support staff, support around you to help you guide you. Yes. And for one of those, like, is always to make you feel uncomfortable, to push you to be your best. That's why I have a coach. And I believe everybody should have some type of support system around that, uh, whether it's personal business or whatever it might be. So I do believe in that. Love it. All right. So I get to ask you some rapid fire questions. You ready? Ready. How many hours of sleep do you need? Eight and a half. Are women complicated? Yes. So are men. Well, I didn't ask about I didn't, I didn't ask about the men. You're the first one. I was like, oh, sorry, man. Like, I already know that. We're all complicated. We're all complicated. <laughs> so it makes my job so fun. Oh my god. Are, are you politically correct? 
Depends on the audience. Oh no, no, you can't do that. You can't. You can't be two faced. Either you are or you are not. I have been told that I am, yet I really love the moments when I'm not. There you go. Mix it up. Keep keep keep, keep, keep people guessing. What's your Absolutely. ideal temperature outside? Ooh, seventy five. Seventy five and sunny, partly mm-hmm. cloudy. What a chance of sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate sprinkles. (laughs) Okay, here's one. We're going to put you on the spot. If Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump were both drowning and you could only save one, who would it be? Donald Trump. All right. Whoa. All right. I'm not uh, a Kardashian fan. No, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who was your favorite first celebrity crush? Hmm... First, I don't even remember. Right. I know I had some before I can remember, but I mean, Thor is always a good way Thor to go. Was there? I think mine <laughs> Chris was. Hemsworth. Mine was um, I'm dating myself. Probably uh, Pat Benatar or uh, Wonder Woman back in the day. Oh, Wonder Woman's a good choice. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ask permission or beg for forgiveness? I generally ask for permission, but my brother always told me to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> so I try to balance the two. <laughs> Look at you. You, you. you like got this like this you gotta scale. assess the situation. Like, you always have to assess the situation, Rob. Yeah, I'm on the opposite side of that. I was like, <laughs> I, like I said, I jump in and I'm like, I'm sorry. You gotta you weigh know. weigh the pros and cons. Yeah, sometimes. You got time for that. You don't always have time for that. Um, what's your favorite carnival food? One time when I was at the fair, I had deep fried Snickers. That was delicious. Deep fries. And okay. Climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Both. Uh, but I really do want to jump from a plane. I have not yet done that. It is so awesome. <laughs> I've done it a few times. Oh, that's wonderful. My, my favorite jump was in Puerto Vallarta. Uh, it was Ooh. the early morning jump. the first jump of the day and went up in a plane and it was, I think, 13,500 feet and landed on the beach where, where I was staying at the resort. That sounds incredible. That was the awesome. It was like right through the port and then just coming in and uh, Lupita's taking pictures as I'm coming down and stuff like that. Love um, it. You know, so that's really, really cool. That would be really neat. Look at this. I'm getting some really awesome texts that are coming in here. <laughs> like, ding. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Let's wrap this up. Um, one more. And then um, let's see. What's the capital of New York? <laughs> New York City? <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. And New York City is now the capital of New York. I don't do well with on-the-spot questions like that, Rob. Uh, You know what? I don't have time to go through the song that I learned in elementary school to tie the capitals to the states. Oh, my God. Albany. Albany. I had to look it up. You looked it up. (laughs) Goodness. All right. <laughs> My friends actually just had a competition of who could uh, name the most states in the t- amount of time. And I went, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona. The oh, <laughs> old song from elementary school. Okay. <laughs> so what we're going to do is like, you know, make sure that, you know, I do have a special request out here. Uh, my call to action for everybody that's listening. Make sure that you share this episode with someone that you, you know, you really like. Um, if it's this episode or another one, that's my ask for you. Make sure that you carry our conversation online. Um, you can find me on uh, everywhere. All you have to do is search Local First Podcast on your favorite podcast app or on social media. Uh, connect with me. I love your feedback and what you thought about this episode and future episodes. So Ariel, I have one last question for you. Any ask or request for the audience? 
ask a request from the audience. Or any last parting words? My parting words, or I guess might call it my call to action to you. One thing that I find most helpful that I do for myself, for my that I ask my clients and tell my clients to ask themselves is, how is this serving me right now? Whether that is a, a mental pattern or a certain perspective, a emotional tie to a situation, whatever that thing is, ask, how is that serving me right now? If the answer is that it's not serving you well, figure out what you can do to let go of that. Because if it's not serving you well, it's probably holding you up, okay. holding you back. I get you. I get you. I get you. Thank you so much for being on the Force Podcast. I had a blast. Uh, we got to do this again. <laughs> I got to put you on the list for repeat suspects on the Force Podcast. I'd be honored. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you.